Welcome to the Kenza Pod, brought to you by the Kenza Collective, a platform designed to teach parents how to leverage their existing skills and network to create a successful freelance business. On this podcast, we bring you inspiring stories from other parent entrepreneurs, and we share pro tips to help you build a sustainable business so that you can create a life and a living that truly works for your family. Hello and welcome to the Kenza Pod. This month, the month of April 2021, we are exploring all things financial literacy. And so today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the difference between profits versus income and just really understanding why profits actually matter more than sales. What? So um, on our episode today, we have with us Annie Hillman, who is a professional bookkeeper for visionary entrepreneurs, just like you, and small business owners who want to spend their time doing what they love rather than keeping track of all the numbers, which I am totally into that. That's why I have Beth as my partner here. (laughs) I'm like, what do I, you take these numbers, Beth, I don't know what to do with them. Um, She has helped clients get organized, cut unneeded costs, and have more time to focus on their clients and their customers and grow their businesses. Her signature approach comes down to building powerful and long-lasting relationships with business owners in a thoughtful and authentic way that supports their expansion and time freedom. Hell yes. Sorry, we don't usually cuss on this, but I had to give that a hell yes. (laughs) Heck yes. Um, Heck yes. Annie, uh, heck yes. Annie is a graduate of Fresno Pacific University, and she majored in business administration. Before she started her own business, she worked in finance for six years, and she now lives in Napa, California with her husband and her two dogs. Welcome to the Kenza Pod, Annie. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And welcome Beth, who's back stateside with us. Thank you. Yep, I'm back in the U.S. <laughs> we have now. followed Beth from Capitola to Denmark, back to Capitola, back to Denmark, and now she's in New England. New, New Jersey. New Jersey, specifically, yes. Cool, so let's just jump in. Annie, why don't you tell us a little bit about just who you are and your story? I know we covered a little bit of it in the intro, but tell us a little bit more about who you are and kind of how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I look back on the journey that got me to where I am now. And I never set out to be a bookkeeper or even to work in finance, but it felt like I was being led here. And so I originally Mm -hmm. set out to be a math teacher. And so I went to college and I majored in math. And then I ended up just changing my major to business administration. And while I was working in college, I started like very basic level doing AP and AR um, accounting stuff. And then I kept trying different things and trying to leave it and my past just led me back. And so the last couple of years, um, I or the last three years, I worked in, as a staff accountant and then I let, just left that job in September to start uh, doing Atlas Bookkeeping Co. full time. And so that's what I do now and I absolutely love it. I joke with my husband all the time, best job ever and I don't ever want to work for anyone else. <laughs> Yeah. Why did you leave your job, Annie? Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, so we knew, my husband and I both knew that eventually we'd want to have a family and I wanted to spend time with my kids when that day comes. And I knew that, you know, working nine, 10 hour days sometimes just wasn't going to work for me. So I kind of started thinking, okay, well, what can I do and what can I do with the skills that I have? And so I was, uh, again, another thing that just kind of led me here is I was approached by a friend who needed a bookkeeper and I was like sure I'll do that like this is what I do all the time um and so I started doing his bookkeeping and then I was like 
I could do this for other people too. And <laughs> I, so I started kind of advertising it and the clients came and they kept coming and I've gotten to work with the most amazing clients in the world. And it's just so great. Good for you. I love that foresight. I, I didn't make the leap into freelancing until I had a four month old and was like, oh my gosh, I thought for sure I could make it work, you know, and obviously yeah. could not, or I guess I could have, but chose not to. So yeah. I'm always really happy to see when, especially women, but any future parents are mm -hmm. building it now so that you can, you know, reimagine it when you do have a kid and you need to scale back or whatever that's going to look like for you. It's turns out it's a lot easier to do when you don't have a baby or a toddler running around. <laughs> I imagine it is. Um, not that any of it's easy. So, so good job on you. We have a, a podcast episode called um, Preparing Your Business for Baby. And uh, we sat down with Mariah Stockman, who runs a creative agency, social media agency. And she talked about all the ways she's been spending the last year getting her business prepared so that she can start to, you know, try to get pregnant and all that kind of stuff. So if any of our listeners are in that position, that'd be a good one to listen to. Maybe even you, Annie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about accounting a little bit and finance. Yeah. Um, why is it important for a business owner to know their numbers? Ooh. And I, I already know the answer to this. <laughs> you know, never ask a question you don't already know the yeah. answer to. But anyway, you why don't you tell us too? Because yeah. this is important. Totally. So this is something that I stress to clients and even non-clients all the time. It's you need to know where you are because if you don't know where you are, you can't have any idea of where you're going or where, how are you going to reach your goals if you don't know where you are and you don't know where to start. Um, so, and then once you know your numbers, you find out where you are and you say, oh, I'm making this much in profit. That's great. Um, if that's on track with where you want to be, then you just keep going. Or if you say, you know what, this is not where I want to be, you can make those adjustments. But you can't make adjustments if you don't know where you are. Yeah, that's that is a really important point to just be able to understand, you know, you get a paycheck in from a client, sure, you set some aside for taxes, but are you setting some aside for your monthly expenses? Are you just putting that right in your checking account and not really paying attention to that? Exactly. Beth, do you yeah, anything it, to add to that? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's, you know, it's one thing to know your sales and say, or look at your bank account and say, oh, my number's a little higher than it was last month. I'm good to go. Um, but that's not getting the full picture, right? When you look at everything, you look at sales, you look at expenses, you look at your profits, then you truly understand the full, the health of your business. And, you know, constantly I say this all the time that I care more about your profits than your sales. And people are like, well, what does that even mean? I don't even know what the difference is. And I say that because the profits are going to tell you so much more about your business than your sales will. Can you explain to our listeners out in listener land uh, what the difference is between profit and sales? Yeah. So sales, you can think of as the revenue that your business is bringing in. So say you sell courses and you sell 10 of them in a month for $500 each. So your sales for that month is, is $5,000. So profits is how much your business makes. So it takes those profits, excuse me, it takes those sales and removes all of your expenses and you're left with your profits. So say you had that 5,000 in sales and then your expenses were 2,000, then your profit, what you're left with is 3,000. So that's the difference um, between the two. And that's illustration kind of shows what, what I mean by when I say you're only looking at half the equation if you only look at sales. Yeah. And how would you recommend folks um, keep track of this? I mean, is it is 
are you a QuickBooks person or um, what what would you recommend? How would you recommend folks go about this, um, tracking all this? There's lots of options out there. I am preferential to zero, especially if a person decides that they want to do it themselves, which obviously is a bookkeeper. I recommend getting a bookkeeper. <laughs> um, but I just love zero for how easy they are to use. They kind of originally marketed more towards people who are doing it themselves. So the wording is a lot more easy to understand. And then they also have killer customer service. It's better than any other customer service I've ever dealt with. Um, so that's where I would start. And their plans are not expensive. Um, so I would definitely recommend um, getting something like Zero and getting your, It's they make it really easy for you these days too, is they connect uh, your bank accounts directly. It pulls all of your transactions in and you just have to go in and say, you know, I spent $53 at Office Depot. Oh, I bought office supplies. And you just code everything. So it makes it, it, makes it really easy. But again, I do still recommend getting a bookkeeper because there are other things that, things other than coding of transactions that we can help with. Maybe we can take a moment there to just talk a little bit about what does it mean to get a bookkeeper? What would a, what does a bookkeeper do and what, you know, what would you hand off and kind of how does that relationship look? Yeah. So I wrote a Instagram post a while ago and I should probably reshare it because it was one of my, I think most well-liked ones that just what the process of having a bookkeeper is. And cause it's, it's a great question because you know, you hear the term all the time, but you don't really know what it means. So every, obviously every bookkeeper's process is different, but what I do is we connect on a call first and then make sure that it's going to be a good fit for both of us. And then we both, when we both decide it's time to move forward, we sign the contract, all those things that, you know, everyone does for service-based businesses. And then you would allow me accountant access. Again, they make it so easy these days. So they now have accountant access for all bank accounts. So your bookkeeper can get in and pull statements. They can't make any um, changes or anything, which makes it secure for the client. Um, and then, so pull all the statements, go in, and depending on if there's a cleanup needed, we work backwards and clean up to where it needs to be done. And then on a monthly basis, what I would do is pull all your statements, get all your transactions coded. If there's anything that I don't know what it is, then I just ask you, it's usually a quick email with like three or four charges. Hey, what were these this month? And then once you get those back to me, I run all your reports, send you the reports. It's, um, that would be like a really basic service-based business. Um, you know, otherwise if it's something that's like has sales tax, we handle sales tax. Um, if it's something that handle, if it's like, I have a client that's a retail store. So we do all of like costing of her products and inventory and that kind of thing. So really it's, there's a lot of variability to it. And what's nice is that because there's so many awesome businesses and business types, there's also so many awesome bookkeepers and you can find the right bookkeeper for you and for your business. Yeah. I think one thing that might be interesting to talk about for a moment is, and I, I feel this personally, so I'm sure other people do too, is um, it's sometimes when you think about, when I think about hiring a bookkeeper, bringing someone in to look at the finances of a business, you feel really vulnerable and mm -hmm. you have a fear of being like maybe judged or um, I don't know, just, just all of those feelings of like, oh, what are they going to think about this? Or I did this, I know I did this wrong and they're going to think I'm stupid or, or just any of those types of feelings. And maybe each of you can, I'm sure you've dealt with clients feeling like that. And I myself, I know that I've even held back on getting a bookkeeper because of those, or like, I should be able to figure this out, or this isn't mm -hmm. that hard, all those kinds of 
weird things that people think about money, you know, because it's very unusual to open up your bank account and your finances to a stranger. Like totally. you almost never do that unless you're, you know, a millionaire and you need a money manager <laughs> or something, which rolls. Yeah. But, no, that totally know, makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's normal. That? Yeah. And I like to tell my clients like, that's normal. You, like you said, it's a very vulnerable position you're putting yourself in. And that's why on, on the one side, we have all those safeguards that like, obviously, I'm not going to steal your money, but there's also the, like you put those safeguards in place just in case. And then there's also the part is like, it's a, it's a relationship built on trust, right? And you have to um, trust your bookkeeper. And that's why I always stress that it's important to find the right bookkeeper for you. And then the other thing is we, we're not here to judge you or how you spend your money. You know, we're here to help you and we're here to help you get your, your money in track so that you can use it for your business in the way that you want to, right? So, excuse me, I like to say that, you know, my one of my favorite quotes is, you didn't start a bakery to do bakery accounting, right? So I'm here because this is my job and this is what I do and this is what I love to do to get to do bookkeeping. You're here because you love to do what you're doing in your business. And so when we can bring those together, that's where like awesome things happen and where I can help you and you can help me. It's it's really a, a mutually beneficial relationship. I love that, Annie. Yeah, that was a great. And that was a great answer. Yeah, Beth. that was a, that was a fantastic answer. I also want to say, um, I I did some bookkeeping. I don't do I really do very much of it anymore, um, but uh, when I used to do a lot of it, I had a client once that was like, "Wow, you know, you're doing the books for both us and our competitor. Like, is that oh, cool? that's like, interesting." Do you tell, you know, and I'm like, listen, this is like going to your doctor, mm-hmm. right? They, they've seen it all. They're not talking to the next person about the pimple they just took off the back. You know, they're like, <laughs> you know, they're focused on doing the work and then finishing their day and going home and doing whatever else they do in their life. I mean, it's not, it's not a gossip based business, yeah. right? It's, it's a, it's, you're, you're there to just deliver a service, just mm-hmm. like every other service, just like people that put car tires on cars or anything else. You're, you're delivering a service and then it stays within the day and you go home and you do whatever else you do in your yeah, life. And, exactly. And you're not, you're not hung up thinking about, wow, they have a lot of money in the bank. You know, <laughs> you never think about that, right? Yeah, Unless exactly. you're thinking about in, in terms of like how well someone's, a client's doing, you're like, wow, that client's doing pretty well. But yeah. beyond that, it's like. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I celebrate with my clients what they do when they do well. Right. But you're right. And I'm not saying that thinking, wow that's a lot of money. No, it's, wow, that's awesome. That's a lot of money. Here's what I like to tell my parents, parent, my parents, my clients, you know, you did really well last night. Like your profit has increased by this much or whatever. But like you said, it's not in the sense of just like, oh my gosh, it's like, hey, you're doing really well. Good job. Keep going on your goals. Yeah. Beth, you've done, Beth has sort of been known around when we were in Santa Cruz, sort of around town of being person to go to when you you needed to kind of have things cleaned up let's just say so Beth maybe you could speak a little bit about like having to come in and do cleanup jobs and the emotions around that and how how would you if anybody's listening out there that knows maybe their bookkeeping is non-existent (laughs) or it's or it is a mess or they do need to clean up like what would you say to them in that position Oh, the sooner you get it handled, the better. It's like it's like if you haven't gone to the dentist in two years, mm-hmm. right? Just go as soon as you can and like get started on get on the program of you know flossing and and brushing and all that. It's the same kind of thing with with your bookkeeping. I mean, you know, 
don't put it off and, and worry about it and stress about it and be up at night about it. Just get somebody and get going. <laughs> because the sooner you get it cleaned up, you're going to feel so much better as soon as you get it, you know, cleaned up into a place where you can run reports and you can know how you're doing and you could, you might impress yourself a little bit when you see like, Oh my gosh, my reports look great, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, But it's better to, it's better to have real knowledge of that than rely on things like, well, there's still money in the bank. (laughs) You know, that's Mm -hmm. not a good, that's not a good way of doing bookkeeping. It's, it's better to really know what's going on. Plus when tax time comes, um, as we've had a, a tax professional on before too, a couple of times, remember that somebody is going to have to make heads or tails of this at tax mm-hmm. time. So it's so much better if you can hand them reports that make sense and they can just go from there. It's just, the whole thing is, is just, um, you know, you have to get past the discomfort of people knowing what's in your bank account. Uh, keep in mind that your your financial professionals do not care. They're just mm-hmm. trying to help you, um, and they want to see you do do well, and they want to see you have have good finances, and that's why they're there. But they're not judging. They're not, mm-hmm. you know. Oh my gosh, look at this. I mean, you know, it's it's really they're 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 service providers who are trying to help you. Uh, be your best self. So let's talk about, let's shift a little bit more into some practical tips here. So what are, what's one thing or a couple of things, Annie, that business owners can do to start increasing their profits today? Yeah, that's a great question. This is probably going to be expected after what I just said, but get acquainted with your numbers, (laughs) look at them, know them, and whether that's yourself or getting a bookkeeper, you just really need to know them in order to maximize your profits, right? So a common thing that you can look at is dues and subscriptions. So say you have subscriptions for your scheduling service or for your email or, you know, there's a lot of subscriptions in business. So to look at those is really important. Go take a look at them today and say, oh, I'm paying for that subscription that I haven't used in six months. Get rid of it. Or, you know, I love this subscription and I could save 25% 25 by paying for it annually. There you go. Do that. So... That's the one that I like to I like to say start there and then go from there, right? So once you've done that, you get that under your belt, look at other expenses and say, you know, you can look at any area and say, I haven't touched this, why am I paying for it? Or maybe there's a way that I could save. It's just you really have to get acquainted with your numbers in order to be able to maximize your profits. Yeah, absolutely. Beth, would you add anything else to that? Yeah, and then of course the other side of that is sell more, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, exactly. <laughs> so so get your expenses down as as much as you can and stay on top of that. And again, having the visibility into your books every month when by, because you have a bookkeeper now running reports for you, they can run you you know a P and L report, and you could say, oh wait a minute, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm spending that much, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a really good thing to do. Um, and then the other way to increase your profits is to increase your sales. Mm-hmm. So so be thinking about you know how can I spend my time wisely? How can I you know what can I who can I bill more and what kind of additional services can I add on and all of that, um, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so on both sides, both the income side and the expense side, you know, you want to maximize your income and minimize your expenses and that will add to your profitability. 
factor. Yeah, and there's one other thing to add in there, and this is where Beth and I have a lot of fun, where like finances start to cross over into my area of client management and and all of those fun things, which is starting to project out your income. Mm-hmm. Um, and this may not be something you can sit down and do today, but maybe it is. And and to see the the overlap in okay, I have a, I have these three clients, I have this income coming in over the next couple of months, and then oh, this one client's project wraps up at this particular mm-hmm. time, which means all of a sudden my income's going to drop. And how can you get out ahead of that or how can you use that? So you can get out ahead of it by obviously starting to look for another client to fill that or pitch that client in, you know, as that gets closer on the next project. Um, Or you can say, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to have some free time when this project drops off. Maybe I can use that to develop another service or another product and increase my, you know, my revenue that way. So I think that's another, that's something that's, that I'm always looking at is like, okay, I do the sign this on. That's the next three months. That's the next six months. Okay. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm not going to be good at this point. What am I going to do about that? Well, I just wanted to say, you know, another place your bookkeeper is really valuable. um, As Annie was talking about earlier, bookkeepers work with any number of different types of companies. Mm -hmm. And what I found when I was doing a lot of this was, you know, you'd see themes recurring over and over. And so somebody would say, oh, I don't know what to do about this. And then you're thinking, well, I just saw this solved over here. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) you know, and you can, you can be a source of advice. Um, So maybe it is, you know, uh, you know, somebody saying, well, how do I upsell this product or service? And your bookkeeper may have said, seen something similar, not, you know, not, not to name names or get Mm -hmm. too much into detail, but they can say, you know, one of the things I've seen out there is that people do it like this. And that could be another incredibly helpful thing that a bookkeeper can do is sort of see, you know, they're, they're in a lot of different companies and they're seeing some best practices. Um, And so I, I also find that to be um, an interesting part of the job. Exactly. And I always tell my clients, if you succeed, I succeed. So I want to help you in any way that I can. And I think that that plays right into what you're saying is, if I see something, this is my area of expertise. Of course, I'm going to share it with a client that it could help. And also accounting treatments. You know, we're, we're, if you're, if you're, let's say you're working with somebody with inventory mm-hmm. and another client comes along, like you were talking about doing that cost accounting earlier, that's the kind of thing that's, if you know how to do that, that's super helpful mm-hmm. for somebody who's like, hey, I want to start up a, bi- a business and I'm going to have inventory. You can mm-hmm. be like, oh, guess what? I know cost accounting. Let me yeah. help you. Let me help you um, value your inventory and figure out, you know, how much money you're making realistically after your cost of goods. Exactly. So. And with the, with that, when it gets into those more complicated, you know, accounting treatments, I tell my clients, like, it is not worth the time that you're going to put in, number one, learning this. Number two, there's so much information on Google. Are you even know, do you even know that you're finding the right information? And number three, that, you know, 20 hours you could spend on it in a month. Why not spend that in your business and pay me, you know, a, a fee that you could be taking those 20 hours and making way more than you're paying me, then you're actually making money by hiring out your bookkeeping. Annie, let me ask you, actually both of you. So let's say someone's listening to this and they're kind of just getting started. Maybe they're in their first year or even their first couple months, or maybe just kind of starting to dip their toes in. Um, and maybe they're not totally ready to hire a bookkeeper yet, but they know that that will come. What are some things that you think are 
you know, the first really important first step to be something that we always encourage is to sign up for a software, whether it's QuickBooks mm -hmm. or Xero or FreshBooks or whatever mm -hmm. it is, sign up for something. And then maybe you can give a couple of tips of what they should start doing and start looking at as they get more comfortable with this. Yeah, so you're right. Sign up for a software. Like I mentioned before, I recommend Xero. And look at your numbers monthly. Schedule a monthly money meeting with yourself. It's on, you know, the fourth or fifth of the month. You go in and you go into your accounting software and you look at what was spent and what you made last month and you categorize those transactions. And yeah, if you're right, if you're not ready to um, hire the bookkeeper yet, that's okay, but you still have to do it. And a question that is so simple, but it gets the most interesting responses is I tell a client when they say, you know, if they're not ready to do, to hire a bookkeeper, I say, okay, are you going to do it yourself? Because that is incredibly important that it gets done. And like you said, you don't want to be the person taking it on January 15th to your accountant and saying, I don't know, this is everything. I haven't touched it in a year. Um, wouldn't you rather get the reports on a monthly basis and be able to go to your accountant at the beginning of the year and say, everything's completely done. Here you go. It just seems a lot less stressful to do it the second way. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And don't, 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 as we, uh, as our uh, tax friend, our, we have a, a friend who's a tax preparer who has been on the podcast and she says, do not come to me with shoe boxes full of receipts <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> at yes. the last minute. <laughs> exactly. Organize your receipts. That's another thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think the other thing Beth and I talk about a lot whenever we're talking about finances, two, two main things that we always stress is number one, to keep things separated. So mm -hmm. even if you're just getting going, open up a separate bank account for your yes. business. It can be in your same bank. It doesn't, you don't have to go and find a new special bank. It doesn't even necessarily have to be like a business special account. Just open another account mm -hmm. for your business and have yeah. all your paychecks or anything, any money coming in and going out coming through there. And then if you have, if you're going to use a credit card, use a separate credit card mm -hmm. than your personal one. Find yeah. a good deal out there. There's tons of cool promotions for signing up for a new credit card. Southwest does huge promotions. Mm -hmm. Chase does huge promotions. We I signed up for a business credit card um, when I first got going with Chase and got like a $600 cash bonus. Mm -hmm. And I used that to buy some equipment for podcasting, you know, like free money, mm -hmm. baby. Um, yeah. So that's one thing that we always, always stress to do from yes. day one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's incredibly then, important. Yeah, I've learned that the hard way personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have. I think we've all learned that the hard way personally, even those of us who should know better. Yeah, um, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah. It happens. So We're all human. You yeah. know, it's just better to keep that door closed. Keep your business with your business and your personal with your personal. Yeah, just yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes I fool myself and I'm like, well, I'm an accountant. I know how to do this. And then I'm like, why did I just make a mess like that for myself to clean up? Come on. Oh, so, cool. And then the, the second thing we always stress whenever we get an opportunity is to um, start setting up a cash reserve. So mm -hmm. even if in the beginning you're just transferring over $5, whatever, just a yes. any amount that you can to start building that business savings accounts again totally separate from personal mm -hmm. totally separate from anything else that you're and it's separate from your tax savings um 
you know, have this be your backup. And it just really comes in handy if you have a lull in work, if you mm-hmm. get sick, if you need to take time off to have a baby, um, mm-hmm. whatever it is, start building it from day one. Even if you're like, oh, I'm just freelancing on the side, blah, blah, blah. Get that reserve going. It's going to be helpful when you eventually do take that full-time leap. Totally. That's actually two of the, the, both of those things are things I bring up on our first call with a potential client. Do you separate your business and personal and do you have a savings <laughs> account? And if you don't, even if we don't work together, go do both of those things right now. <laughs> do it now. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Call me back when you have it set up. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, there was one other, Tiff, you were, uh, while you were saying that, it made me think of one other of our, of our, oh, I know what, I know another one of our things we like to mm. tell people to do, and yeah. that is to budget, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. It's important. It's so important to know where your money is going to go and what money you have coming in. I actually just launched a new service. Um, I call it my CFO services. And part of that is helping my clients uh, budget and forecast into, okay, like you said, this client, I will stop working with them in June. What am I going to do to replace that income? Or maybe I have that extra time. What am I not going to do with that? And that, at least with the clients that I've been doing it with so far, has been incredibly helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is Yeah, helpful. planning is so important it's too. So important. Not just looking backwards at what did I spend, but looking forwards at you know, what do I think is going to come in and what mm-hmm. am I going to need to do with that money and what are my obligations and you know, if you want to expand your business, you know, how will you be able to do that and what are the goals? I mean, or if you want to hire people, mm-hmm. if you get your business to this to a point where you're scaling and you're needing to hire people, how will you know when you're ready for that? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and budgeting is really, really important for, mm-hmm. for all of that. Okay. Well, let's start to wrap up here. I mean, we, our last question that we had was, you know, what would you tell a business owner that's feeling nervous or afraid to dive into their finances, which we kind of covered earlier, mm-hmm. but Annie, I wanted to give you an opportunity to speak to that a little bit more before we sign yeah. off here. You know, what I would say to someone who has that fear is I get it. It, There's so much fear that surrounds finances in general and especially business finances, but it doesn't have to to be that way. Knowing your numbers can be so incredibly empowering and knowing what you're bringing in and what you're spending and what you can do with your business. I have a coach who always says that your profits are your impact. So knowing those, you can make more of an impact if you know your profits, right? And so we just need to remove that fear and that emotion that is attached to business finances. And we can realize that they're an incredibly powerful tool that we can use to help our business grow and to impact other people. And I just think what, what better way to, you know, to, to run a business than to do that? Annie, if we, if we have listeners out there in listener land that might need your help, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is atlasbookkeepingco.com. Or excuse me, atlasbookkeepingco. And my website <laughs> is atlasbookkeepingco.com. Great. Awesome. And Annie, real quick, what kind of services do you offer? So I know obviously bookkeeping, and then you mentioned the CFO thing. T- t- yeah. Run us down the list of kind of what, what people can um, work with you on. Yeah, so my most popular service, kind of my bread and butter, is monthly bookkeeping services. And I explained that earlier. And then I also do a little bit of quarterly for clients who have like very minimal transactions and really just need help with like sales tax and, and but it's very uh, small amounts. And then I do have my CFO services, which I just launched. And like I said, that includes more, it's just a 
pretty much it's a bumped up version of the monthly bookkeeping services. So you get everything involved with that, but you also get budgets and visual reporting. And we get a monthly call where we go over your numbers and go over your budget and say, okay, we need to, do we need to make any adjustments to this? And um, so that is my new product, which I'm super excited about. And like I mentioned, like it's been a hit so far with the clients that have been using it. And then I am getting ready to launch a DIY spreadsheet. So that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, it might be out by the time this airs. And that's for someone who really wants to DIY but is not ready to uh, purchase a software like Zero or something yet. And so it's just a mm. spreadsheet where you can track all of your expenses and all of your sales and see your profits. And there's some fun little percentages and formulas in there that get to, you get to see some cool things for your business. Nice. Look at you go, Annie. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Beth, do you have any last words about finances? Well, I just, I just think what Annie's doing is great. And I think we need about a hundred more of you <laughs> out there in the world, because I, 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 seriously, I don't even do bookkeeping anymore. I mostly do like CFO coaching type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people are always asking me like, do you know a good bookkeeper? Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, all the people I know are completely booked up. Yeah. You know? So, um, so, you know, folks out there listening, if you have the aptitude to go mm-hmm. into bookkeeping, and I think we're going to do a uh, an episode on this sometime soon too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a bad thing. It's not mm-hmm. a bad gig, and uh, as Annie can attest, it's it's actually kind of fun. It is. So <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> if, as long as you you kind of have have a good sense of of what's going on, and you're not mm-hmm. afraid of money and numbers, mm-hmm. it's it's a great it's a great livelihood. Um, I so I highly recommend it. And and Annie is a perfect example mm-hmm. of of someone who's who's doing it and is really happy with it. Yeah. So best job and in the world. And something you can do anywhere, which is really yeah. cool too. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, thank you, Annie, so much for joining us. Um, yeah. And again, for everybody listening, atlasbookkeepingco.com. And she's on Instagram at, at atlasbookkeepingco. Um, and definitely hit her up. She is awesome. And thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Kenza Pod. Throughout the month of April, we are going to be focusing on all things financial literacy. So be sure to subscribe to the Kenza Pod. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Kenza Collective. Sign up for our newsletter at KenzaCollective.com. We send out at the end of the month a newsletter that we call our monthly roundup uh, that just gives you access to all of the great resources that we've produced throughout the month so you can get caught up or go to a topic that specifically you're trying to learn about. We have tons of great things in the works at Kenza Collective. Right now we are working on building up a matchmaking program where we are connecting highly skilled freelancers such as yourself with awesome clients out there. If this is something you're interested in, shoot us an email, tiffany at kenzacollective.com. This is in the very early stages, but we are really going forward with it and we're seeing a lot of exciting uh, response to it, both with some of the clients we're talking to and with some of the community members that we've been working with. So again, send us an email, tiffany at kenzacollective.com if this sounds interesting to you. And we hope to see you on the next Kenza pod. Have a great day.